Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greater, greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I have a blockbuster show coming up for you today my good friend dr marlene mcmillan will be on with me and as all of you know when she comes on she always brings the heat and today she's going to be discussing with us uh this idea about a critical critical theory critical theory unbiblical divisive and anti-liberal liberty anti-liberty is um, what she will be putting together for us today, telling you that in the the way we're talking, the conversation, the words that are being infused into our national lexicon are all directed toward changing the fundamentals. You don't want to miss this coming up in the second hour uh in the east it'll be one o'clock central it'll be 12 and uh, locally uh in the um well in the in, in the mountain time zone <laughs> there is four of them isn't it somehow we always skip over mountain time zone yeah it'll be 11 there and then 10 out in uh, the west don't miss dr marlene mcmillan here on the c l bryant show well folks i have been traveling a little bit uh this this past uh, few days been gone for about four or five days and uh, on the road uh, great friends up in north carolina uh was with them there Linda and all the gang up there is just absolutely fantastic to have been with them. Oh, my, what a blessing they were uh, to me. And uh, thank God for patriots uh, who are still left in this country and still understand the meaning of the word. Now, I know a lot of people uh, say, now, he's a black man. He should never say the word patriot. (laughs) That's what we got to talk about a little bit later on. You see, they are manipulating, but the word Nazis, the word police, the Gestapo, you talk about the Gestapo, the word Gestapo is out. And if you don't speak the language, they'll identify you. You'll get identified. Uh, Shout out and best uh, wishes to my good friend, my good friend, Louis Gomert. 
Representative uh, Louis Louis Gomer of Texas, uh, Louis and, and I um, got involved. Well, Louis had been on the judge on the uh, bench in Texas for quite a while. Great Christian Sunday school teacher, all of that type of thing, and good friend of mine. Known him for years now. Uh, he has tested positive for the Corona virus. Now, with that said, I have to tell you. So did my good friend Herman Cain. He tested positive for that. And I have a feeling that you are going to test positive for it too, sooner or later, if you don't already have uh, it in you as asymptomatic. I think all of us are going to have uh, within us the coronavirus trigger, you know, whatever it is. And um, I think we're all going to be strong, we'll survive, as is the way with nature. And that's not me being heartless or anything. Uh, I must point out to you that nature is not uh, benevolent, is not kind. Nature is not kind. It weeds out the weak. It always does. And all the, every once in a while, something like this comes along and it, it, it weeds out the weak. It makes the herd even stronger, actually. But we've gotten into such a, uh, a mode, and we should because of our humanity. We should because of our humanity care for one another. But the more primitive people actually were much closer to uh, the truth of how nature actually takes its course, even in human beings. Because either they were able to take care of their old, or they set them adrift. <laughs> you know, it ain't me saying it. It that's the way they did. They they sent them out into the woods, and the old the old people. Well, they they died. Uh, you know, more primitive days. Stories about that in the in the Aleutians. Uh, you know, the Alaskans. And the, and the Native Americans here, as we call them, uh, as they are called, Native Americans here. You know, sometimes they just send the uh, old woman. Uh, it's a vivid picture in my mind, an old woman being set out in the cold with just a rag around her to, to freeze death and die. She was no longer any use to the tribe. I think that's wrong. But it's probably more close. It's probably closer to the truth of our human nature than we would like to admit. And so we call ourselves civilized. And we try and make sure that we take care of the weak and the infirmed among us, which is the right thing to do from my perspective. But I'm just saying that nature in its truest character is not kind. We have that spark of divinity in us that creates kindness. I'll prove to you that nature's not kind. Let me tell you something. Um, you take a, uh, let's say, a, a great name. A great name. Not a great name. No, not a great name. Um, a very healthy pit bull. I mean a pit bull. I mean the killer on the block, the, the, the pit bull. Uh, even though they're very sweet dogs, and I hate the fact that they got that name, but this is this drives my point. You throw him out in the woods, and hey, um, down where my folks are from, there's woods down there. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, 
Now, you you sent him out in the woods, the pit bull, pit bull, out in the woods. You take a chihuahua, throw out in the same woods. The pit bull and the chihuahua may never come into contact with each other. But I can pretty much guarantee you which one you'll hear from in the morning. Nature is not kind. The strong survive. And there is a language that is being uh, put upon in our, our nation today that will actually make us weaker in the sense that we no longer look to our own hands and feet to make our way. We begin to look to big government to protect us. That becomes codependent. That becomes unhealthy. Anytime you find uh, yourself or you find uh, someone in a codependent relationship is is not healthy. Okay, it's, it's it's not it's not healthy. So, what you do? What we gonna do about it? First of all, you need to wake up and understand what is happening. So, coming up in the uh, next hour, Doctor Marlene. McMillan is going to be on with me and we're going to talk about how the American lexicon, our language, is being infused with words that are almost trigger words. And I said this on a show, I think it was on with Larry Taunton. I said this on the Larry Taunton show or when Larry Taunton was on with me. I had Larry Taunton on with me. And, and I said that there are certain words that seemingly are trigger words for the Manchurian uh, citizenry. Oh yeah, you heard that first right here on the C.L. Bryant show. The Manchurian citizenry that is being uh, groomed and developed out there in, in, in the world right now. There are trigger words that Trump, you know, conservative, Republican, you know, GOP trigger words that people react to not even knowing why they react negatively to them. They don't understand just how programmed they have been by this media. They have been programmed to overlook things that are blatantly wrong. And friends, I gotta tell you, if you were watching that uh, hearing the other day on Capitol Hill, Jerry Nadler's uh, committee, and <laughs> you went along with that, you, you could go along with that, I can tell you what, they, they've gotten, they gotten you to you too. <laughs> you just might as well face it. You've become addicted to the rhetoric. And you are no longer thinking for yourself. 
Let me do you do you think for one minute? Let me send me some. I know that some of my critics are, are out there saying, "Well, you get on you you talk of this stuff, all, you know, every day, yada 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 yada, uh, right or wrong, you know, just Donald Trump, right or wrong." No, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. If you think for one minute that if Donald Trump started talking, acting like a Democrat, if Donald Trump started talking against conservatism or republicanism, if Donald Trump, as much as I like him, would start doing that, I promise you, I'll be there to try and take him down. I'll say it anywhere. But he hasn't been that person. He has been someone who made this economy boom. And before all of this pandemic stuff hit, he was going to sail into back into the White House landslide fashion. But this came up. And now uh, the Democrats are not allowing any type of crisis to go to a waste and so this crisis, they are going to make the very best out of it so they can keep you at home, scared, afraid, alone, broke, disgusted, depending on them because your spirits are busted. Yeah, that's the plan. Why? Well, they can control your vote for sure because you're not going to vote against people who are feeding you and sending you money. Do, do, do you understand how this works? No. We give you money, you give us your vote so that we can continue stealing the country from you, the American citizen. Do you understand how this works, right? Huh? And, and the president wants, wants to try to scale back on, on giving the American people money because, uh, you know, he understands something, something that I have talked about around this country for the last 11 years nationally. I have talked about this for the last 11 years nationally. Here it is. This was in my movie, Runaway Slave. This was in my movie runaway slave this very quote this is what the president understands this is what liberals understand and this is what you better understand they understand that the slave does not necessarily seek to be free no 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 the slave does not necessarily seek to be free the slave seeks to be more comfortable oh, he'll take the, the free food he'll take the roof over his head as long as it is don't leak more food in his bowl a softer bed to lay on a job that's not too hard to do a slave many times will trade freedom for the comfort of knowing where your next meal go come from. Knowing where you go sleep, you know, if you go have clothes, shoes on your feet. 
The slave will trade freedom for the comfort. And, and, and America, if you're watching closely at what's happening, they are slowly giving you these little comforts while you stay home. And you are getting used to it. That, my friends, is death to you. If you don't wake up. Because while you sleep, while you rest at home, waiting on, uh, you know, the next round of stimulus to come, whatever. (laughs) You have people who are working to see how they can clamp down on your personal freedoms more effectively while you take advantage of staying home and you know working from home and and uh getting lazy not getting not not getting out of your pajamas and 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 what man listen i went to visit a buddy of mine the other day he works from his house I mean, a, a, I mean, a tech guy, I mean, a tech guru, single guy, about, I guess, about 35, 40, somewhere in there. He needed to take a bath. <laughs> and he needed to change uh, those pajamas. And uh, I said, hey, man, you need to scrub, man. You need to go scrub. You've gone nose blind. America to the stink that's going on in our in our own houses because we this, this is you tell, every you still see in commercials stay at home stay at home be safe you are being duped hoodwinked bamboozled you are being robbed of your natural birthright to live this life until you die of whatever cause it may be. And you are inviting big government so deep into your life that you will never be able to wedge them out. If you are foolish, if you are foolish, you let Joe Biden become president of the United States and Nancy Pelosi continue to hold on to that gavel. Uh, New Zealand, anybody? Anybody ever heard of New Zealand? I mean, it's a socialist country too, but hey, um, might as well leave here. (laughs) It will never be the same. It's not the same now. Just think what it would be then. I'm CL. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you across the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America, our homeland, and it's my homeland, folks, I got to tell you. I'm going to tell you something, uh, the way I feel about it, and, uh, and, and this is why I'm uh, taking the stance that I'm taking. I was sitting with a friend um, the other night, and she uh, was watching the, the tube, and um, Fox News flashed across uh, something, uh, the, the violence, and, you know, uh, most folks don't pay attention to what's going on. And she was surprised that the, you know, riots and stuff was still going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still trying to burn the place down. Uh, do you do really? Folks, wake up. You tell your friends. I know everybody doesn't listen to this show. Everybody doesn't listen to Hannity. No, everybody doesn't listen to Fox. No way. Not every, certainly nobody hardly li- ever listens to CNN, thank goodness. <laughs> MSNBC in the toilet. And the approval rating of Congress went down a few more points after the debacle on Capitol Hill with William Barr, Attorney General. It was the most disgraceful and disrespectful thing I have ever witnessed. It rose to the level of the Clarence Thomas lynching. Almost. What was so bad about the Clarence Thomas lynching was that uh, there were so many black folks who actually bought into what Joe Biden and Ted Kennedy were saying about a black man. Do you realize that? And they actually used a black woman to try and bring him down. Now, the thing about Joe Biden when we look at all of the the crisis that uh, they are using and trying to not make, Joe Biden has always been a divider. He's always been on the wrong side. And he was on the wrong side of Clarence Thomas. Nobody ever talks about it. But he led that committee. And Ted Kennedy was the one who had uh, the leash on him, and he'd let, take it off every once in a while and let Joe attack Clarence Thomas, who with tears in his voice, tears voice, described what he was witnessing happening to him 
as a high-tech lynching? Well, yeah. That's what they did to William Barr, your attorney general, our attorney general. It was a high-tech televised lynching. Now, I believe that the Dems actually think they did themselves a favor. I think they believe they raised Hades (laughs) yesterday. And they did. They did. They did, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. I think they actually showed all of us their behinds and it wasn't pretty. They showed you the vipers that they are. And with every ounce of venom they thought they could inject into William Barr, they injected it. But guess what? William Barr over the years has developed anti-venom. He shook them. They bit, they bit in once or twice. They bit in, but he shook it off and went on. It was almost like the Apostle Paul <laughs> sticking his hand in the fire with a piece of wood in the, in the fire and a snake comes out of it. Latches on to him. Folk think he ought to die from the bite. But he shook it off. And you know what? That's one of the reasons that one of the things that lets me know that God is not pleased with what the Democrats are attempting to do because they fail so miserably. They can't see it. They can't see their own failures. They don't know what targets to go after. William Barr certainly isn't one who is as impeccable impeccable integrity and and really came out of retirement because he loves his his nation the, the same reason Donald Trump does this job uh, for no money huh wait a minute you you didn't know that no he doesn't the, the president of the United States he, he he donates his salary I I think it was John Kennedy was the last one to do that Uh, that's been what 50 years ago John Kennedy was the last one to donate his salary Donald Trump takes all of this abuse and he, he, the man don't even get a paycheck he donates he gives it away so I know I, I really believe that, that the, one of the reasons you can you can tell that God is not pleased with what the Democrats are trying to do is because they always fail so miserably. And let me tell you something. If they are stupid enough to, if Joe Biden is stupid enough to put Kamala Harris on the ticket with him as his VP, Thank you, Joe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
because she is the Democrat Party's nightmare when it comes to winning over the black male vote. Kamala put a whole lot of brothers and Latinos in jail. Yeah. She has nowhere to hide from her record. And they're not going to let her forget that. She put a whole lot of people in, a whole lot of, a lot of uh, black folks, people of color in jail. I hope he gets her on the ticket. Because she will be the best player on our team. <laughs> hey, or as I tweeted out a couple of days ago, he may choose Susan Benghazi Video Rice, National uh, Security Advisor, former National Security Advisor. If he chooses her, I got to tell you something, folks. I I would be a little bit concerned about that choice if he chose her. I would be concerned about it from the standpoint, from two standpoints, from the chance standpoint, that uh, she represents Obama. And there are a lot of people who would uh, jump on board that Susan Wright bandwagon if she was running with Joe. That's... Uh, of great concern and it should be of concern to you it would be almost a stroke of genius if he chose her but of course Benghazi 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 would come up over and over again I think we'd still win even if he chose her Susan Rice Susan Benghazi video Rice but it would be a steeper hill to climb than if he chose Kamala Harris, who I do hope he chooses with all my heart. She will be easy to take down. She will actually hurt him in California. That's what I'm thinking. Although those, the further you go out from California, uh, you'll be able to sell her on the campaign trail. But the people in California, especially black folks in California, Latinos in California, they know her. And they ain't happy. Are you hearing me? They know her and they are not happy. So, what do we do? Where do we go from here? What is it all going to pan out to? Coming up uh, in the next hour, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. And, of course, listen to uh, the show anywhere you go uh, throughout the Fruited Plains. It's one, of those, it's one of those days, it's one of those situations where if you were watching that fiasco develop on Capitol Hill in Jerry Nadler's committee meeting there, 
I thank God for my senator, my, my congressman, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, who said, so people can accuse the Attorney General of the United States of murder and get away with it? What What's happened to decorum? You know, him and Jim Jordan were the only people who were decent. Um, well, not the only people who were decent, but led the charge for decency in that room, along with Louis Gomer, who was there with William Barr. And, of course, he, Louis now has tested positive, my good friend, uh, for coronavirus. And as I was saying a little bit earlier in, in the show, um, get used to it. The numbers are going to have to, all of us, if the vaccine doesn't come about soon, are going to be exposed to this. Every one of us. It's the only way to make ourselves strong against it. When they inject you, they're going to inject the virus probably into you. I, you know, that's usually the way that works. They inject particles of the virus into you in order for the vaccine to work. I mean, snake venom is anti, anti snake venom is made from snake venom. The flu shot is made from the flu. So, I mean, use your brain. All of us are going to have to be uh, exposed to this, whether through vaccine or through naturally. And you're either going to survive it or you're not. So what should you be doing? You should be doing everything you possibly can to remain healthy. Right? Yeah. That's what you should be doing. You should be doing everything you possibly can to remain healthy and strong. Build up your immune system. This is a time to help yourself. Not time to be afraid, running around scared. This is so this is so un-American to be sheepish like this. We, we have stormed beaches, not worrying about our lives to, to secure our freedoms. Uh, you know, we're, we're the children of those men. I am. We're the children of those men. We, we, we don't run scared in the face of death. Uh, you, you know, you may say, oh man, you're talking crazy. No, I'm not. If you run now, you're, you'll be running the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. And America, it's sure, you sure look kind of uh, chicken there. Like you fixing to just take off at the drop of a hat at what anybody says. You just going to run. Not me. I have a feeling Louis going to, I pray God, Louis Gomer is going to be absolutely fine. Herman Cain is fine. They both have tested positive for um, coronavirus. Herman is certainly back on the man. I see him tweeting back out now. So he's on the, he's doing fine. 
I was with him in Tulsa, sitting right next to him in Tulsa. And then a week and a half, two weeks later, he tests positive for Corona. I do. I have not. I am not tested positive for nothing. And I have been tested. And I have traveled uh, up and down the East Coast this last couple of weeks. And I'm still just fine as I can be. Health is a quarter horse, thank God. You can't hide in fear. You can't run in fear. You got to live your life or you might as well be dead. If you're not living your life, you're, you might as well be dead. What I said to you is that there is a move, a desire to enslave you and the the language is being set in place dr marlene Mac, dr marlene mcmillan is going to be with me after the top of the hour you don't want to miss this she is going to lay out for us this critical theory yeah yeah critical theory unbiblical divisive and anti-liberty dr marlene mcmillan of uh, the mega online uh, chat why liberty matters webinar will be my special guest and you do not want to miss her i'm telling you i sit at the lady's feet myself oh yeah she's just that deep she's she's deep and she has something to say she always brings in a perspective that um, you know you you may not have been looking for she's going to tell us and talk to us about um, linguistics and the structure of destruction in linguistical presentation today how language words i was telling you about the uh, manchurian citizens that are being groomed and presented today you say certain trigger words trump (laughs) republican uh, conservative (laughs) say any of those real words they lose their minds and they'll burn stuff down. Black Lives Matter. Say that. It's trigger words. Hands up, don't shoot. Trigger words. Yeah. And people lose their mind. People start burning stuff down. Manchurian citizens. That is amazing. How that works. Amazing how they can program you. I'm CL. I'll be back after a brief word. We're about to wrap up the first hour. Do not miss the second hour. Dr. Marlene McMillan will be my guest. Thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up. You thought I was to die for So you 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Coming up, Dr. Marlene McMillan will be my special guest and uh, critical theory, critical theory. We will be discussing that with you uh, here coming up uh, after the top of the hour. Um, In spite of everything that was said on Capitol Hill attacking uh, Bill Barr, Attorney General, in spite of everything that was said, being said, He is still sending federal agents to Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Detroit. Why? Because they're out of control. And these liberal cities, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Detroit, all run by Democrats, a Republican president is having to go in and mop up the mess. Or the good citizens of Cleveland, Milwaukee, or Detroit will not have a city left. They will not have a city left. Are you hearing me? That's why the president is sending federal agents in, first of all, to protect uh, federal property, federal buildings. And he should. Uh, Listen, the move follows similar deployment in Chicago, Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, under what uh, is known as Operation Legend. I don't know what that's about. But uh, it's an initiative that was launched to address rising crime in some cities as unrest swept the nation after George Floyd's death in Minneapolis uh, police police custody back in May. Uh, it's about to be August. George Floyd was uh, killed on the 25th of May. Uh, 25th of June... This is still going on. 25th of July. Still going on. And we're crossing into August. This ain't about George Floyd, is it? Huh? I don't think so. This this is not about George Floyd. This is about people who are wanting to destroy 
your livelihood. They want you to be dependent upon big government. Now, you're going to replace our freedom and our liberties with what? Oh, if you are off work and at home right now, this was going to be replaced with because they're going to play the daylights out of this coronavirus if uh, they lose. They're going to do every if we can wrestle the gavel out of Pelosi's hands while making sure that we hold the Senate and for goodness sake, reelect Donald John Trump. If we can do that. You can go back to you. You will get back to doing your, your life, living your life as normal. You be getting back to going out to the movies and going to places and eating out, and 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 you'll be back to living your life as usual. If we are able to kick them out, they must go. Otherwise, this is what you are going to be able to expect. From now on. Now, the question has to be, is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Americans, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you you, gotta, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision what you want. Yeah. And is this what you want? Because, quite frankly, you can't serve two you can't make them happy. You can't make yourself happy trying to be happy, uh, you know, doing 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 uh, things that are cluttered. It's cluttered like that. Yeah. Either you want to be free or you want to be taken care of. If you want to be free and have the liberty to, to, to do that, then you're going to take care of you and you're going to provide for you. If something bad befalls you, then we have always been a compassionate country. And we have always taken care of the, the poor among us. When it appeared that you would go under, didn't, 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 and you say, that, well, they're sending me my money. No, they're not. You get a refund. Most of you who got got the money from the government, you get a refund. You get a tax refund. And this money was on top of that. Now, you're not getting just, you're not getting your money back. You got your money back. You're getting my money now. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting getting folks who pay taxes who don't get no refunds. That's can't we can't sustain that you cannot sustain that yeah i think the irs is blood sucking <laughs> oh my goodness i cannot tolerate those blood suckers oh well that's the perils of pauline <laughs> i guess as far as that's concerned but, yeah, we're sending the troops have been the, uh, not troops, but federal agents. They've been called troops, but that's not what they are. 
federal agents have been sent in to Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Detroit. You can expect this to go on. You can also expect the people who have nothing to do with this and don't want anything to do with this, you can uh, understand that they are afraid. A lot of them are old people of color. Old black people in their houses right now. You think they have anything to do with these riots going on? Do you think they want this in their city? They're the people who paid for this city. Now they're seeing the thing torn down by people they thought they were paying uh, for when they paid their taxes and paid their dues back in the day. Now they're seeing their children, their grandchildren burn it down. Are you hearing me? These people paid the price for that, those cities, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Chicago, these old folks, white and black, whoever they are, they paid a price for that city to be what it is, as great as it is. And now they're watching their children and their grandchildren burn it down. That's like you buying a house. And in your back of your mind, you're thinking, well, if I can get this thing paid for, if I can do this, do that, uh, my kids will always have some place. Only to find out that the minute you're out of the picture, they burn it down. They get rid of it. Yeah. That's what's happening here, America. We're watching our children and we're watching our grandchildren burn it down. The Ocasio-Cortez effect has taken over the Democrat Party. They are afraid of her. And the lies that are being spouted without any type of checks coming from legislators lying about public officials like William Barr. William Barr is an impe- is a man of great integrity. But they tried to savage him. They tried to make you believe their lie about him yesterday. And then the drumming continued on the sold out CNN, MSNBC, even some on Fox. Sold out. Bought out with liberal money. And if you tell me that uh, Bill Gates or whoever, uh, Soros, whoever, doesn't control these uh, media outlets. And that's why you should listen to platforms like Red State Talk, the platform that I'm on, coast to coast and border to border, every day. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. They're in Times Square. And right above Ripley's Believe It or Not, you will see the Red State Talk billboard there in Times Square, New York. And old CL's face every hour, uh, 24 hours a day, the CL Bryant show pops up on that big, huge billboard. And old CL's face looking right back at you there in Times Square. 
But hey, friends, that's why you should get your news from us. If it ain't right, we're going to tell you it ain't right. I don't care who it ain't right from. <laughs> oh, I don't care who ain't doing it right. We're going to tell you. Are you cool with me? Saying that ain't my high school English teacher. Her name was Evelyn Hightower. Uh, she was about five feet tall, towered over her. She had these steely blue eyes. And uh, she saw something in me at the time that I never saw in myself. And I cut up so bad in her class, and one day she pulled me aside. You've got to get, you gotta get the, the feel of this. Little white woman, this is the 70s. I think it was 1972. And I'm, I'm a junior or sophomore in high school, and I acted very sophomoreish. She pulled me aside, little white lady, steely blue eyes, tough as a pit bull, but she was very petite. Lovely woman. And she asked me a question that jarred me to my core that very day. She said, Cleon, why do you act like a monkey in my class? Oh, now today that those same words, some kid would take them as big time racist. And I, no, Evelyn was laying it out there as straight and as cool as she could lay it out to this kid that she saw potential in. She said, stop it. You're as smart as anybody I have seen. And you're articulate. Be who you are. She changed my life. She did. She changed my life. Nothing racist about it. She's just telling it like it was, calling it like she sees it. In America, we need to get back to calling it the way it is, not the way they would like it to be in our minds. I'll be back with Dr. Marlene McMillan. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Thank all of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And hey, folks, as I tell you all the time, uh, things are beginning to, uh, I don't know, deteriorate in Times Square again. I was on my good buddy Sean Hannity the other day, and uh, he was saying that uh, things have gone back to 1970, 80 type of, uh, you know, personal harm to come to your New York City streets that's going on. And so it's critical times that we live in, and uh, there are things that we need to consider as we move forward in our America today. And on with me, I love, love, love having Dr. Marlene McMillan on with me here on the the C.L. Bryant Show. She always brings uh, it to the table and serves it up to us uh, nice, warm, and effective uh, every time uh, she is on with us. Today, there's a critical theory that Dr. Marlene will talk to us about. She is the founder, president of the fantastic webinar, Why Liberty Matters. She'll tell us some more about that as well. Dr. Marlene, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, and it's just a delight to get to talk about things that really matter with people who are paying attention. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doc. Now, we've been uh, kicking around between the two of us uh, this critical theory uh, the change or the distortion of linguistics. Uh, Doc, make it clear to us what this critical theory that you uh, have written about uh, is, is all about. Talk to us. Okay, so critical theory is just a fancy word for looking around the world and seeing what's wrong with it. And you know you get more of what you talk about and you become what you think about. So if you spend all day long thinking about and looking for what's wrong with things, what do you think you're going to see? But you're going to see what's wrong. And critical theory is a very fancy uh, word. You know, philosophers love to give these fancy words. But when you take their fancy ideas and put them into plain English and look at them, you have to go, why would anybody want to believe that? And critical theory is destructive. It leads to nothing but uh, chaos, heartbreak, destruction. I just can't say the word destruction enough. That's what I really want people to remember. And it is sweeping our nation through the protests, through education, through all kinds of, it's just, it's permeated our general uh, culture in a way you would never have expected. Doc, uh, the destruction, and let's do uh, bring it to the fore a little bit more before we uh, expand our conversation. Is the destruction that comes from this critical theory of making sure uh, the idea that all is bad and gloom and doom is upon us, is that what is leading uh, us now to um, the destruction we're seeing in the streets? That's what's happening in Seattle. Tell us what we're seeing. Okay, now there's this thing called the dialectic process, and that's basically the steps 
by which someone is moved from a belief in absolute truth to a belief in relativism. And the first step of that is identifying areas of discontent. And you know, if people are living where they have the most opportunity and the most wealth of anywhere in the world, then they have to be told over and over and over again how terrible their lives are, how bad everything is. And they have to be fed a constant diet of discontent. Wow. And then from, yes. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Uh, you know, it seems as though the common sense of a, the human being, the individual who has liberty, who has his own personal freedom, that's the way God set us up, you would think that he would be able to look around the world or around him and realize that y- you are in a, a very fortunate place. What has numbed us as Americans to our advantage and to our exceptionalism, our, our exceptional uh, person that we the people that we are what has numbed us to that talk to us about that Don. okay so our education system changed in the 1950s dramatically it was already being set up before that and then we were only our history was rewritten to only focus on what's wrong and then this rewriting of the history did not teach us the value of liberty And why would you preserve something if you do not understand its value? So why we're called why liberty matters is because liberty really matters. And I ask people all the time, without liberty, what would you do? And so this critical theory takes away people's essential liberty. And in the process, it makes a promise or many promises it can never fulfill. It will never solve whatever problems it purports to solve. Yeah. Doc, then what is the remedy to this? And, and I want you to, before we, we, we talk about that, tell folks how to get a hold of your work and how to engage with why liberty matters. Talk to us about that, and then we'll carry on. Okay. So you go to why, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com, and you put your first name and email in the lower right-hand corner. And then that will send you an email, and you have to respond to that and say, yes, I really did mean to talk to these people. And then you'll get a welcome, and then you'll find out about our Wednesday night webinars. And we have just been talking about all these things on Wednesday nights. Last week, we talked about promoting Marxism in the name of equality, and we're going to be talking about critical theory. And we teach in a principled way how to not only understand these ideas, but how to explain them to other people. So it's an exciting group of folks, and they're mostly leaders of leaders, and uh, we say that there's more fun in ideas than you can ever have anywhere else. And that's the shame of what's happened to our college campuses, because that is where we once went to share and experience ideas, differing views, however it's become tunnel vision. Doc, let me ask you this, then, when did the Marxists, if they have, take over our uh, educational system, and did it start in the universities, or did it uh, bring itself to us in our elementary system, or was it a combination? Talk to us about where this came from, or what's happened here. Okay, so, in the early uh, 1900s, really in the, about 1930, 
uh, a group of people came to the States from Germany called the Frankfurt School. And that's just a fancy word for a group of Marxists. They were really communist professors who, with the help of John Dewey, fled Germany and came to the States. And they were distributed strategically at colleges of education, especially at Columbia. Then they trained a generation of teachers who went out to train. And I mean, teachers did this unwittingly. I mean, teachers are altruistic and loving people who just want to make the world a better place. But they were trained, and then Benjamin Bloom came forward from there, popularized a lot of methodology that is Marxist methodology. So the two key questions that I want our listeners to pay attention to is whenever you're asked, what do you think and how does that make you feel? I don't care if it's the quote-unquote best Christian curriculum or homeschool curriculum or whatever. If it's done with that methodology that says how, what do you think and how does that make you feel, that's a Marxist technique to raise your brain and your thinking to elevate your thinking that you become the arbiter or the determiner of what is true and what is not. And does it cause you then to dismiss principles that are beyond but what you think and what you feel? Is that the key to controlling that or controlling people? Because you, you then be, dismiss things around you and everything becomes relative to you. Is that is that is that the method uh, that, that that's used yes. there, Doc? Yes, and, uh, and you're hitting on something very important here, and I want people to really pay attention because these are two worldviews that cannot be reconciled. There's the folks, and liberation theology is based on the idea that uh, there's a different set of rules for different people, and they ignore the immutable, what I call the immutable laws of the universe. And see, to me, life is very simple. You learn what these immutable laws of the universe are. You get yourself in line with them. You let the blessing flow. And it's just wonderful. So why would somebody want to build their whole life philosophy and ideas on a false premise? And the false premise of critical theory uh, of um, all of these, of liberation theology, of all of these different kinds of uh, revolutionary redistributive plans are all based on the idea that there's one set of rules that apply to some people and there's another set of rules that apply to others. Doc, when I think about uh, your work and what you do, uh, it's very important for us to get maybe a historical perspective of why you started uh, the webinar uh, why Liberty Matters. You know, I've had you on many times, but I don't believe I've ever asked you this question. And I think uh, I want you to share with us, what was the genesis of why Liberty Matters? Why did Dr. Marlene McMillan do this? Talk to us. Okay, Okay, I'll give you the real quick overview here. I was born for this. This is part of my kingdom purpose. My family history goes back all the way to Magna Carta, where one of our uh, relatives was standing there with a sword taller than himself saying, King John, you really do want to sign this document today, don't you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And moving forward, my uh, five-great-grandfather was the first minister west of the Alleghenies, and he founded churches and schools and taught a biblical methodology of of, uh, education 
and those institutions are still standing today, and I was raised with the understanding that I'm not here to live for myself. I am here to pass on. I am a torchbearer of liberty, and I'm to pass that torch of liberty just like a relay race is won or lost in the passing of baton. Liberty is won or lost in every generation. And folks, if we do not have an awakening, if we do not have people who step up to the plate and learn what liberty is, you may not want to use it in the same way that I do or other people do, but liberty is indivisible. And we either stand for liberty together or we all become slaves at the same time. Wow, Doc, that's deep. The great charter. Uh, her, her, her bloodline. Talk about being in the DNA. I mean, I mean, that's in the DNA right there, Doc. And thank you so much for that. That helps us all understand exactly where Dr. Marlene McMillan is coming from. And truer words have not been spoken. Doc, you were born for this. And uh, so thank you for sharing your gift. So many people don't. Uh, they have it, but they don't share it. And I see how you're being a blessing and you are being blessed by sharing and letting your light shine. Dr. Marlene, uh, when we look then at uh, the teachers who are coming out of um, our educational systems to teach, are they aware that they have been indoctrinated that way, even those who come from Christian backgrounds? Um, are they aware of what's going on? Uh, very few are. There's a little bit of awakening, but at the same time, you have some of the organizations that are training Christian teachers who are falling in line with this dialectic process and just taking it to the next step. And so the blindness is very real. But truth lovers will uh, respond to truth. And what I do is it's like uh, we ring the dinner bell. You know, every farm used to have a dinner bell, and each dinner bell had its own sound. And when the dinner bell rang, the people who knew that that was their meal would go to that bell. And so we ring the liberty bell, and the people who are truth lovers, no matter what they've been exposed to. I mean, I was exposed to those, uh, to Bloomian thinking, Benjamin Bloom, and all of his taxonomy and all, and I have whole classes and articles and everything that explain that. But I was exposed to that in college, but I knew enough of the Word of God to not get totally caught into it. But it took me 20 years, and I wrote a book as a response to that called Mountains of Deceit, How the Dialectic Process Has Infected Our Culture. And so what we have now is a wonderful opportunity because we have people starting to homeschool, that would never have done so before. We have folks taking responsibility in new ways. And, you know, the lie, eventually the lie is pushed too far. And people wake up and go, oh, I don't really want to live as a slave. I don't really want to live, you know, like look around the world at the consequences of where Marxism and communism have come. It's nothing but death and destruction in the millions of people. Why would we invite that to ourselves? So why would do we do some that? Research. Yes, why would ahead. we in, why would we invite that on to ourselves? And Americans look around you. We are inviting that on to ourselves. You know, Doc, when we come back, please stay with me through uh, the break. Um, Dr. Marlene McMillan, uh, Why Liberty Matters. She is the president co-founder and, and the founder, president and founder of why liberty matters and she has this in 
an intriguing piece uh, called uh, Critical Theory that she's sharing with us uh, today. And I want to ask her, uh, when we come back from the break, a question that Pontius Pilate actually asked of Christ when he was brought before him. We've uh, heard her say truth-tellers will uh, want to hear truth. And we want to ask that question that's age-old, what is truth then in an age of relativity uh, from Dr. Marlene McMillan. And she, uh, on this show, every time she comes on, uh, friends, you better believe, I want her to reintroduce you to her uh, idea and her, her thought process on definitions and destinations. Uh, it has been one that's been very helpful to me, her book, Mountains of Deceit, is one that I encourage all of you to get. And she'll tell us more about that when she returns with us right here on the C.L. Bryant Show with uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan. She is my special guest here today. So stay there. Don't go anywhere. We're going to return with more of the show. And, um, hey, look, I want to thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has become and I want to, of course, uh, thank our good friends uh, who replay the show in terrestrial stations across the nation as well. And uh, I want to uh, give a great shout out to our friends there at Loving Liberty up in Utah uh, who uh, have the show on, our good friend, uh, friends there. And uh, Kathy Smith is doing a yeoman's work. Uh, with that uh, constitutional hall that she has with their fantastic place. And uh, soon be up there. I'll be up there real soon with my good friends in Utah working on getting um, uh, Senator Mike Lee to come up there with me. And uh, that's his state, so I'll be in his, I'll be in his place there. And so you um, be sure to uh, stay tuned more with Dr. Marlene McMillan, and uh, she's going to give her website and her contacts out so that you can um, become a part of um, sitting at her feet, as so many of us do. Uh, because uh, she, she said, and I really do believe it, because she's uh, absolutely the epitome of persons born to do this type of thing. And uh, she's letting her light shine, and we're certainly grateful for that. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show, Dr. Marlene McMillan, my special guest today. Don't you go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. I am 
hands are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. S.A. And I'm so glad that all of you are able to come along with us uh, today as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I have a truth teller on the line with me, and uh, and she sees it. She calls it the way she sees it. That's the truth, you know, and, and, and you know, that's the truth according to the immutable, I love the way she's, she uh, puts that, the immutable laws of, of uh, the universe. We're all, we're all governed by it. And, and uh, if we act contrary to that, and we see a lot of that, uh, then you receive uh, the recompense of our folly. That's, uh, that's biblical. That's, I, don't, I don't care how you look at it, the way, the way the Lord looks at it, the way God looks at it. And so I have on with us uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, a friend of the show, friend of mine. And Marlene, we've got to get together uh, real soon and just uh, do something together, team up and do something together. I'd love that. Um, let me ask you this. Pontius Pilate once asked this of uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Dr. Marlene and I both unabashedly, unashamedly Christians. What is truth? And in this age of relativity, uh, that is still a question that many young people are asking, and many people, many people, period, are asking, what's the answer to that question in modern-day America 2020? Talk to us. Okay, well, Pontius Pilate was standing there, and he was looking at truth, because truth is a person, and he can be known. Amen. So when you look at this, then, like, I wrote a book called Five Pillars of Liberty, and the first one is truth, because there's no use going further if we cannot agree that truth exists, and we cannot agree that truth is objective, and that it can be determined. If then everything is relative, and there's no way to have a discussion from there, because when everything's relative, there's no cause to effect. And see, with a biblical frame where you think from principle, then you can predict the consequences of ideas. So we can look at critical theory and critical race theory and see that those Marxist ideas will lead to nothing but destruction. And we have the historical proof of the millions of people that have been slaughtered at the hands of these ideas, uh, whether it be uh, uh, Chairman Mao in communist uh, China or it be even now in North Korea, but in the past even worse. Uh, we, you can go, look around the world. So history had to be rewritten. That's what Howard Zinn's all about, is rewriting history and getting people to care more about how they feel about what they think maybe happened and instead of learning what actually happened. And all of this moves somebody from their moorings. It gives them an unstable and hopeless future and then allows a new set of standards to be put in place. Then, Doc, is that why the use of race card, is that why it's such an effective tool? Because it makes it triggers a certain emotion that may not be quite rational. Is that is that is that what we're seeing being manipulated and used by 
uh, so-called progressives. Yes, and in the dialectic process, one of the first things that's done to a person, and this is cruel, folks, this is, and almost all of us have been processed at some level, and even just living in our culture, we're exposed to this constant questioning of authority, this constant consensus, this constant relativism, and what it does when when a young person is programmed in this way, then when someone speaks in what we call an is and not language, in other words, it's true or it's not, it's right or it's wrong, it's good or it's bad, they have been programmed like they have a button within them, like they're a little machine, and when they hear that is and not language, the off button is hit automatically, and they don't hear one more thing. So that's called didactic, and there's, if you look it up, one of the, my favorite quotes, um, some sad quotes about this whole concept, didactic is what teaching and preaching and explaining, what older people are supposed to explain how the world works to younger people and save them from making all their own mistakes. And there's this little gal on the internet who says, well, I hate anything didactic. If it's didactic, I just turn it off. Wow. And that means she cannot be taught. Doc, can we then trust anyone who define themselves as a relativist? I mean, because they're standing on shifting sand all the time. How is it possible to even trust the Democrats or anyone who might, or a Republican for that matter, who might uh, uh, consider themselves a, a relativist or a globalist as far as that's concerned? Talk to us about that. Okay, so there's uh, there's actual ideas that lead to liberty. In fact, there's ideas and methods that lead to liberty because people who live in liberty think differently than people who live in bondage. So then there's a different set of ideas and methodology that leads to bondage and tyranny. And so relativism always will have the consequences of bondage and tyranny. It might have different names. Some people might call it socialism, which is just a nice word for communism, and they might not want to admit that communism is really a form of slavery, but in the end, anything that, if you notice, uh, you can tell what's going on whenever, it doesn't matter what the question is, more centralization and less individual liberty is the answer. So Marxism is always the answer, no matter what the question is. And as that continues, that people are programmed to not think that they might be able to solve the problem themselves, that they might that there might be other solutions that are available. There's more choices available. It's like uh, being given fifty shades of tyranny and being told, "Oh, you have all these choices, but wow. you're not given a real choice of liberty." Let me ask you this, Doc Ben. When we look at uh, the Bernie Sanders of the world, did he actually usher in something? Was he there? Are there role players? I guess I'm asking that do in fact are you that are in fact used to usher in certain ideas? Because when we look at the type of spending that our government is engaged in right now, Bernie could not, in his wildest dream have spent that much money. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it just, it's just no way. And, and so what do characters like him 
and Ocasio Cortez. Are they ushers? Talk to us. Okay, so all of us have this sin nature that would like to have something for nothing. It takes real character to, and it takes longer to build. It's called deferred gratification. So you have to look at this and go, uh, you know, the capitalists are considered uh, or criticized for being greedy, in quotes. So we then we have to ask, well, who's more greedy? The person who wants to work for 40 years and build a business and defer their gratification until they, you know, they can afford to buy whatever they want to buy versus the person who wants to lay on the couch and then have the government by mandate take it from the person who did the work. So this appeal to our desire to get something for nothing is a lot of it. And we all have to look at that and go, where have I been guilty in participating in this? Where have I wanted something for nothing? So a wow. nation, anybody can destroy that few people can build. Many, Anyone can destroy, but few people can build. Then, Dr. McMillan, when we think about the definitions that are surely being changed, uh, then what type of destination, where, do, where is the change in definition leading us to? Is it purposeful? Is it by design? Talk to us about it. Okay, so social engineers use language to change culture. And when this social engineering is going on, engineering doesn't just happen, it's planned, and when it's going on, this redefinition is to lead us to a predetermined conclusion and make us think we thought of it ourselves. Okay, so we don't know we're being programmed while we're being programmed. Every definition has a destination. And in the current situation, the critical theorists who are bringing Marxism into our nation, and they're unashamed about their Marxism, they have said that their goal is to reconfigure the family, sexuality, and education. And they're doing a very good job of redefining those things. And folks, this dialectic process is what Satan did to Eve in the garden. It is, it is a planned formula. It works over and over and over again. And if we have an awakening to see the magic trick, it's a sleight of mind. It's not a sleight of hand, it's a sleight of mind. And once you know what the magician did for the trick, it's no fun anymore. And it's time for people to awaken to the sleight of mind that's being put upon us by definition. Wow, there is a sleight of mind. Not a sleight of hand, you know, where the guy, the, the, the hand is quicker than the eye, that type of thing. It is a sleight of mind. Doc, then there are people who must be somewhere studying the type of behavior and reaction of human beings. Satan, that old serpent, obviously studied Eve uh, in that fashion. Are there still those type people who actually make a very good living doing that? I don't think most Americans understand just how uh, extensive and uh, developed this type of uh, effect on America has been. Talk to us about that. Is, that. is there such a mechanism? 
Yes, and in modern, in the 1900s, it started, uh, a man named Bernays was very popular. You can still read his book on propaganda. He is the founder of what uh, would be called public relations. Some of these things about persuasion and influence are not evil in and of themselves, okay? And now there's a whole science of persuasion and influence, and I understand that world very well because in order to understand the dialectic, you do have to be exposed to some of these things. Absolutely. The, Go yes, ahead. Continue, yes. continue that. Continue with your thoughts. Okay. So, so the point is, though, now we're all used to being sold. We're used to being messaged. We actually have a part of us within our very being that's been awakened to having somebody else tell us what we're supposed to think. This group think mentality where instead of us knowing our own mind and making our decisions in an independent way, we have been conditioned through this group think. And children are put into these groups all the time where they can't make an independent decision and they look around the circle. It's called the circle process and it's coming into our churches full, I mean, you would not believe all the places that I'm seeing this because I know the language and I know the method. And it's even in our evangelical churches and it's now coming into the think tanks and the uh, supposedly conservative organizations that are to teach about biblical worldview. That's how far we are. Wow. And so we have even in our church curriculums this idea that it's best to look around the circle to get the general approval of the group before you make your independent thought decision. That is, my friends, the beginning of the end of independent freedom, of your freedom, of your liberty. This is what uh, Dr. Marlene has dedicated herself to doing is sharing with all of us this global this why not this is uh, why liberty matters is a global webinar and so uh you need to be i'm telling you you need to be a part of it doc uh give us how to become a part of why liberty matters Okay, so you go to Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com, put in your first name and email in the lower right-hand corner, and then you'll get an email back that says, do you really mean to talk to these people? And you say yes, and then you get a welcome, and then you'll get a couple mailings a week that tell you about our webinar. You do have to sign up for the webinar ahead, so if you want to be on tonight, Tonight we're actually talking about critical theory, and I'm going to teach about what critical theory is and why should I care. You know, what difference does it make? And so it's going to be exciting. We have very neat people that tune in from all over the world. There's a Q&A time at the end, and it's just quite fun. Hey, folks, now is the time for you to understand the world around you. I am saying to you, from a Christian worldview, I have not been able to speak to, read, and get her book, Mountains of Deceit. It's really good. I have not been able to speak to anyone better than Dr. Marlene McMillan. I, I really treasure your conversation. You know I treasure your friendship. Thank you so much for being on with us, Dr. God bless you, and God keep you is my prayer. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will. 
because you are Dr. Marlene McMillan. Why Liberty Matters. I'll talk to you soon, friend. Blessings. Bye-bye. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, and that was my good friend, Dr. Marlene McMillan. And I do encourage you to be certain to engage with her on uh, her platform. It's a global platform. In fact, tonight, you go sign up for that webinar, Why Liberty Matters. You can Google it, and it'll come pop right up there to you. And, uh, of course, go through the paces. Uh, very easy to do and uh, become... Uh, a part of this global webinar. This is a time, my friends, particularly my fellow Americans, where we need to be aware of our surroundings and what our environment is going through. There, There is a hit that is being uh, t- taken by Americans and you're taking it right to the gut as far as um, your money is concerned. Oh, you're, you're getting the daylight. Americans, we are getting the daylights beat out of us. And someday, soon, we're going to have to pay. Are you hearing me? Someday, soon, we are going to have to pay for this spending. As I was saying to Dr. Marlene, Bernie Sanders, on his in his wildest dreams, could not, not have spent this much money. Not in his wildest dreams. But they are afraid, as I was saying to you, uh, of Bernie. And you heard Dr. McMillan uh, saying that this uh, circle mentality, uh, before making a, a decision with your own personal thought process, is what uh, we have fallen prey and victim to now. Yeah, we, we look around the circle of our uh, acquaintances or people who we believe are important to us before we we're, we're wanting to say anything. Let me tell you something, folks. That is why I am a conservative liberal, uh, a conservative uh, uh, libertarian black man. Well, I am. I'm a classic liberal. I'm a I'm a libertarian. I am a Jefferson libertarian. That's who I am. You see, and and, and so. I, I, I am not going to go along to get along. I'm me. And so there, I'm sure there are millions who think just like me. And so what I'm doing, I, 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 we'll talk in just a minute. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot 
on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Yes, I do. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, and the most listened to. Yeah, it is. Hey, listen, folks. Um, how, what do you think, how does that make you feel? Oh, Dr. McMillan shared something with us here a little bit ago. Regardless of what, who you are, Christian, Muslim, Jew, atheist, what have you. When you are being groomed and asked through identifying things through what you exclusively think and what you exclusively feel, then guess what? It becomes about you. Which then makes the job of the progressive, of the, of the uh, Marxist socialists who have taken over the Democrat Party. Oh, they've taken it over. Oh, it was on full display yesterday. There's no lie. There's no joke about it. They, they have taken it. It's been taken. Joe Biden will be a puppet if he's ever elected president of the United States. And you had, re- and listen, I mean this with all my heart. You had better ask God, if you want this nation to remain the land of the free and the home of the brave, you had better ask God to intervene. Because for whatever reason, Americans are craving to be enslaved, taken care of, told what to do what not to do, where to go, where not to go, how many can be there, how many can't. We'll find you if you don't do what we're telling you to do, which also leads to if they can find you, they can jail you. The strong survive. Live your life. The strong survive live your life be thou strong and very courageous that's how Beth's lives and Beth's deaths I guess are lived and lost hey daddy used to say it and uh, it seemed uh, totally absurd for him to say, as I thought my developing, <coughs> pardon me, teenage 
years. That made me uh, <clears throat> made me think that um, you know he was being very elementary and simple. My father only had a third grade education. I never uh, disrespected him because he was brilliant, but he had a lot of what I would call cornfield theology and cornfield philosophy. And one of those cornfield philosophies was, hey, we're going to live until we die. Now, of course you're going to live to know. That's not what he's talking about at all. He was talking about quality of life. How are you, are you just going to walk through this or are you going to live until you die? Man, I want to experience it to the fullest and then I want to leave here and go and see exactly what it's all about because we'll know it, understand it better when we get back to where we came from. We're just visitors here. We're traveling through here. And, and, and for whatever reason, uh, this life's journey is supposed to teach something. Some of us never learn anything more than, uh, you know, the fact I live this life as a black man. Oh, man, that's, that, that's the saddest commentary when you do hit eternity to have ever, I think, to report as that, you know, I mean, I was black on planet Earth. No, 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 no. No, I want to report that I saw it, that I lived it, that it was a part of an experience that I'm bringing back here to understand it better. Sights, sounds, colors, reasons, purposes, all of those things, my friends, you want to understand them, you want to experience them, and you want to live this life as a color, you are robbing yourself of what is absolutely your birthright. Not as an American, not as a, a black person, but as a human being. You were born as a human being here. And when you don't experience all of it, when you don't pull it all in, when you don't try to taste it, you rob yourself of your birthright. Now, it, we have been warned against what Solomon went through. Because if there's ever anyone who tasted the spice of life, it was Solomon. But he wound up, um, after tasting all of that, at the end of his life, with this one commentary. It was all just for my personal vanity. It really meant nothing. It's just vanity. So, out of all that, the conclusion of someone who has been uh, renowned and thought to have been among, if not the wisest man to have ever lived, his conclusion, Solomon's, was it's best then just to 
trust God and serve Him. <laughs> As a man who had all the women, all the wine, all the parties, everything uh, that life could possibly offer, hey, his chariots were the private Lear jets of his day. Hey, Queen of Sheba was just stunned at his wealth. Not even the half of his wealth, she said, had been told. But he came to the conclusion that all of this without some type of compass to guide you morally is just stuff you're doing and it will not count for really anything. Very well could count against you. The Lord knows I don't need much more of that. Uh, I thank him that I've plowed under a lot of that harvest yeah, that did come up and I'm doing everything I possibly can to plant the right seeds so that the better harvest comes up. And I offer that suggestion to all of you. Pay attention to the type of definitions, the type of uh, things that you are allowing to come, come into your life. And uh, pay attention to how you're being defined because those definitions take you to destinations. Every destin definition takes that person to a destination. If you tell a child that he is, is if you have defined that child as stupid, that will lead, that will take a child to a destination. Now, they may un overcome it. They may have natural ability to overcome uh, being called stupid, but it will scar them, I'm telling you, for the rest of their life. It will re this is a word they're not supposed to use anymore, but I won't use it. It will retard them. Are you hearing me? It will retard them. Even though they may be very successful. I thank God that my parents always were encouraging, even when I was being stupid. They were, <laughs> they were always encouraging. Now, they would uh, correct that, you know. My old man would say, no, it's not the wisest thing for you to do. I want you to think about it. Let's talk about it. My dad was the talker. Mom was not the talker. Um, she didn't have time. You didn't want to get in her way. You <laughs> uh, didn't want to do that. And then in hindsight, I look back on uh, my wife having to deal with me and the children. You know, uh, No, you, you didn't want to get in Jane's way. <laughs> I know, you don't do that. You didn't have time for that. My mother was that way. And so, defining people and people accepting your definition of them is what's afoot right now because you are being defined too. You need to understand that. And whether or not you buy into the definition that uh, they have designed for you. It, it's it's up to you. It's all for you. It's up to you. But don't you ever lose sight of this one thing. That definition that you buy into will take you most certainly 
to a destination. And it starts, oddly enough, by doing something and using it as a tool that all of us can fall prey to and fall victim to. And that is wanting to do something that makes me feel good and makes the way I'm thinking be validated. Everybody wants their thought process validated. And everybody wants to feel good about themselves. Friends, I'm telling you, that's being used many times. It's being used right now as a tool. But the gravitas of it, what's keeping your feet to the ground, is that they're also infusing into this the idea that you better look around the circle to see if you're saying the right thing. But these people in the circle want you to say. Because if you don't, we're going to ostracize you. We're going to come after you. We're going to make an example of you. Me, I'm the original runaway slave. So, I know what it's like to hear the sound of dogs barking on your trail. Believe me, I do. I hear them barking now. Not just for me, for all of us who love freedom and love liberty. Stand up, Americans. Wake up. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all. I'll see you next time.